Thank you for downloading this in-ear entertainment podcast. You're listening to Shakespeare's Sonnets. Sonnet 143. Lo, as a careful housewife runs to catch one of her feathered creatures broke away, sets down her babe and makes a swift dispatch in pursuit of the thing that she would have stay. Whilst her neglected child holds her in chase, cries to catch her, whose busy care is bent to follow that which flies before her face, not prizing her poor infant's discontent. So runst thou after which that so runst thou after that which flies from thee, whilst I, thy babe, chase thee afar behind. But if thou catch thy hope, turn back to me, and play the mother's part, kiss me, be kind. So will I pray that thou mayst have thy will, if thou turn back and my loud crying still. That was Sonnet 143 of Shakespeare's Sonnets. I am Mark Chesley, and I am joined, as always, by a very intelligent-looking... Thierry Halas. Thank you. You sound intelligent as well. You sounded like you were being introduced on a late-night talk show. <laughs> Thank you. Happy to be here. <laughs> My view on the Syrian Pleasure. crisis is that, um, <laughs> see, that's why I could never be on, because um, instantly my brain goes, the Syrian crisis, say something intellectual, and the rest of my brain goes, do, 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 and it's not good. Sorry. You've frozen, or you're just not moving. You're just not moving. Yeah, I'm, I'm moving. Stop scaring me! This is actually the first sonnet that I've read, and, and kind of been slightly awkward reading it knowing you're listening to me it felt a bit too much like i was reading it to you for my comfort there do i want just i'm gonna keep moving okay that's that's good we now look like you're dancing to really crap music excellent i've just (laughs) sonnet one four sonnet one four three what did you think of sonnet one four three i quite like this one contrary to uh to your opinion before we uh, started recording. I d- it's, I it's quite a nice... Um, well, extended metaphor, I guess. Yeah, I guess it's not that I don't like it. It's that it doesn't fit with the flow of sonnets we've had. This seems more like a sonnet from back in the 20s and the 30s where he was really into his extended metaphors. And since then, he's kind of left that behind. But yeah. It, yeah, yeah, he's kind of gone back to that now. And it's quite interesting. So he's is the suggestion here that she is easily distracted by transitory inconsequential things like this chicken running away and isn't paying attention to the things that really should matter, like her kids, which in this is Will. Is that what it's saying? That was a very weird sentence. What? <laughs> I, is it saying that the the dark lady is paying too much attention to small inconsequential things rather than big important things? Yeah, yeah. Just concerned with well, if we if we take the chicken as just random lovers, strangers that she's chasing after, in, instead of looking after uh, the, the the person that she should prize the most. Yeah, but it's it's a really bizarre metaphor in the sense that he's placed himself in the position of the baby, of mother and child. Yeah, he's the innocent. He's he's the one who needs protecting. 
again he's the victim here yeah he yeah you're right yeah he's playing the victim again but he's not you can't ever see a mother and child relationship as a sexual relationship and that seems to be what he wants but maybe he doesn't maybe he wants this mother son relationship this this cared for he wants to feel cared for i guess rather than yeah he wants to be mothered just someone to look after him I'd like someone to look up. And then a little bit of incest thrown in. <laughs> oh, there was a big Reddit thread about that. That wasn't good. It's it's become a classic Reddit thread. This this kid who broke both of his arms and his his mother became a a substitute arm for the kind of nightly thing teenage boys do, which then developed mm. into a closer relationship than that. And it was all verified as true, and it was all a bit kind of car wrecky. It's one of those threads that you're reading it going, oh, why am I still reading this? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I try to stay away. I don't, I have a Reddit account, but the only time I ever go on there is someone mentions something on there. It can be really good, and it can be really good if you're an upcoming writer. They have, every now and then, they have sort of what technology do you think will be. Uh, with us in the next hundred years and they they can be really good sort of story prompts um, or, or what's the, I think the ones I tend to like is what's the most supernatural thing that's ever happened to you and you get some really creepy stories which are all obviously made up but very very good for, for prompts of horror stories so that's why I tend to read it just before I go to bed and then can't sleep um, but every now and then you come across these these threads like that and you're just like no 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 yeah, I don't. It just looks like the kind of site that would just suck up time. It does. You just go on there and you start reading one thread, and it's six hours later, and you go, "What? Where's my day?" Yeah, and and I think you've got then... enough distractions like that in your life. I well, I have I have a pair of boobs. <laughs> that that. <laughs> you surely shouldn't refer to your girlfriend as your pair of boobs. <laughs> It's fine. I do it when she listens. <laughs> well, she's probably going to hear this in this case. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. And and then next week when we're recording it, you'll be a sobbing mess about how she's left you. Nah, she won't. <laughs> you sure? I have chains. Okay. okay. <laughs> Chuckled. Do Do you see your relationship with her as as like the babe and her mother, or the babe and the your mother? No. No, that's kind of creepy. See, and and it must have been creepy back then when he wrote this. This is what... He's not... Shakespeare is not the kind of person who would have written this metaphor and got to the end and gone, oh, that's a bit of a weird position I've put myself in. Oh, well, I'll just leave it. He's the kind of person who would have realised that there's that creepy element to... Yeah... Which I don't under—I don't understand. I unless he's referring to unless the whole mother-son dynamic was different back then, in the sense that we are very, very close to our mothers now. But that maybe wouldn't have been the case back then. You would have been out to work at seven or eight. You would have been looking at getting married by twelve, thirteen. So maybe, yeah. I don't know. I don't. Or it just might just be a separate part of the relationship. 
I mean, the relationship isn't just about having sex with the other person. It is also about taking care of each other and, and being there for each other. Yeah. And, and well, I guess the creepy thing is still that he doesn't want to be there for her. He's the one who needs yeah. the attention. It's still very narcissistic. But it, it would work in that it's just another part of the relationship besides the sex. And it, and it seems to suggest that he can't satisfy her. A baby cannot satisfy the, all the mother's cravings. She's obviously craving these chickens. She wants to chase the chickens and... and she she wants, yeah. To go out and have fun. Sleep around. And, and, and he yeah. doesn't seem to be willing, having placed himself in the child's role, to, to fulfil those needs. So he wants the relationship to be... It sounds, Purely about him. Yeah, you look after me, you care for me. I, it doesn't really need to be sexual. You're too ugly for sex, but you need to spend all your time looking after me. It's a very selfish, like you say, narcissistic view of the relationship. And it's a really weird sonnet. <laughs> I don't like it. I, I, don't, I do like it as a sonnet, as a piece of... This is, I think, where it's getting hard. It's as as a piece of poetry. It's very nice. As a subject, it's really it's, creepy and messed up. Yeah, in context, it's it's very very weird. Unless we are just reading really weird things into this, and no one else has. Well, then everyone else is wrong. <laughs> because we are now the the greatest scholars of Shakespeare's sonnets. Well, I, I think you'll find that we have been working on this for a year and a half. That's, that's true. Which, by any measure, will make us experts. That that I, I agree. We should do a TED Talk about this. <laughs> that would be I awesome. I would love to do a TED Talk. Oh, so would I. A year and a half ago, we started our project to read through every Shakespeare sonnet. Something never done before by anyone in mankind. Even Shakespeare himself didn't read every one of his sonnets. I think we could do that. We could put on our adult voices. We wouldn't laugh on stage. We 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 could be Scott. We both wear glasses. We have a beard. Yeah. We're, we're uh, I'll even wear a shirt. We are proper TED material. <laughs> we are. We are. Dear TED Talks, we want to do a talk on Shakespeare sonnets. We will wear clothes and everything. <laughs> we are professionals. Yeah, there have been um, what are they called? TED X Talk. Yeah, they're the, the local organised ones. Independent ones. Yeah. <clears throat> Where they're not allowed to pay anyone, which is kind of shitty. I don't think the main TED pays anyone either. Yeah, it's just... I already do enough work for free. Yeah. <laughs> it, it just goes back to uh, the whole people with talent deserve to be paid discussion. We are uh, uh, okay. on a separate forum. I, I don't have talent. That's that's why I don't get paid. That's that's the problem. That's the problem. Well, I do, and I want money for it. <laughs> for doing what with it? Nothing. But I've got the talent. <laughs> yeah. What are you talented I'll, I'll at? I'll give a talk. <laughs> On what? I am very good at speaking Luxembourgish. That's a good talent. I will do the rest of this talk in that language. <laughs> <laughs> good luck. <laughs> Oh, you could have someone holding up subtitles below you. That would be yeah. amazing. Oh, just someone walk. Just, just. Is it wrestling where the um, 
half-naked women just walk across the boxing <laughs> arena thingy with signs just held up. You want that, that for your subtitles? Yeah, yeah. That, just that, that would work. Half-naked ladies in the background, just... <laughs> You've got a one-track mind. Yes, I want to give a TED Talk and be all talented and wonderful. There must be half-naked ladies involved. Always. Disgusting. It's disgusting. What would your parents say? I don't know. Can we have the video? (laughs) Okay. European families are weird compared to UK families. Uh. (laughs) Ah. Yeah, I'll I'll give a TED talk without women. Okay, that sounds good. Without naked women. Okay, you're already slipping on your. <laughs> well, I saying giving a TED talk without women just sounds like there will be no females allowed in the room. <laughs> this is a topic for men. <laughs> women can't be intelligent. We are talking about clever, manly things. All you women, you go make cakes. <laughs> We demand cakes when we finish the talk. We, you go and uh, clean the kitchen while while we men go into the smoke room and, and, and have a whiskey and a cigar. Oh. And talk about politics and science. That's, yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, blimey. Actually, I'm thinking back to my science teachers. The best science teacher I ever had was a lady science teacher. A lady science teacher. <laughs> Hmm. That I, I, if I, the problem is, I'm very much a feminist. I very much believe in equality for women. It just makes sense, equality for everyone. But there is a part of me that goes putting "lady" before many job titles does sound quite good. Like I'm a lady manager, or I'm a lady CEO. Yeah, I'm a lady chairman. It 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 kind of works as a thing, but I I I don't think it's anyone... just it's like British. Um... Is it in the 60s, not 70s, or when they put the W in front of uh, female police officers to uh, signify that it was a female police officer, which is just weird. Is it WPC, police constable? Oh, by me, yes. Yeah, because it was in um, The Thin Blue Line, which is a very old British sitcom. I don't know if you've seen that. It's very good. No. Rowan Atkinson as the head of a local police station. He's a bit inept, and it's got his different staff members. And then there's the detectives, the plainclothes detectives, and their rivalry between the uniform policemen. And and it's very funny. It's very good. you should definitely watch it. I think you'd like it. But yeah, there's a, a it was one of the police officers, and that is a female. And she's a double a WPC. Yeah. Uh, very interesting. Yeah. Excellent. Okay. Nothing to do. Maybe with... Maybe you should be a W manager. A w I'm manager. a W manager. I manage all the Ws and sometimes the <laughs> Vs because we can partner Vs up together and they make a W. <laughs> That's, that's how my brain thinks. I think you should read the sonnet because we've gone completely. I, yeah. This is a weird sonnet, people. This is the weirdest sonnet we've seen so far. That's my review of sonnet one three of one four three. That that works. Thank you. Sonnet one four three. Lo, as a careful housewife runs to catch one of her feathered creatures, broke away, sets down her babe, and makes all swift dispatch in pursuit of the thing she would have stay. 
Whilst her neglected child holds her in chase, cries to catch her, whose busy care is bent to follow that which flies before her face, not prizing her poor infant. This sounds more like a litany, I'm just kind of... (laughs) (laughs) And then the woman did leave the child and pursue the chicken. I read it in my intellectual voice. I don't know where I was now. To follow that which flies before her face, not prizing her per infants, this per per hmm that's not a hard word. No. Not prizing her poor infants discontent. So runs thou after that which flees from thee. <laughs> it's not going well. <laughs> Did you just say which flees from thee? Yeah. Okay. You're rewriting, you're editing as you go along. <laughs> that's, the... that's that's yeah, that's my editor brain. So runs thou after that which flies from thee, whilst I, thy babe, chase thee after <laughs> You're doing you're doing very well. It's doing very well. I'm half tempted to just start over. <laughs> It's just got to be line by line. (laughs) So runst thou after that which flies from thee, whilst I, thy babe, chase thee afar behind. But if thou catch thy hope, turn back to me, and play the mother's part, kiss me, be kind. So will I pray that thou mayst have thy will, if thou turn back and my loud crying still. Well done. Flawless reading there. That was sonnet one four. Why am I having so much trouble saying the the number four? One four three. Sonnet (laughs) one four three of Shakespeare's sonnets. I am Mark Chatterley and you can follow me on Twitter at inearent. And I have been Thierry Healers and you can follow me on Twitter at Sound of Seagulls. And we will see you next time for sonnet one four four. Bye bye. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Shakespeare Sonnets with Mark Chatterley and Thierry Hellis. This has been an In-Ear Entertainment podcast. To listen to other podcasts or find out more about In-Ear Entertainment, go to www.inearentertainment.com.